Welcome to another live edition of the ONG Strike Zone. Just two-thirds of our triumvirate. Uh, I'm Brian Fulford, and that's Kofi Hemingway. And sure, uh, soon to be joining us a little bit later will be uh, the third member of our team, Kelvin Rozier. Uh, Kofi, what's good, my brother? Hey, all is well, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. Uh, a lot on my mind, a lot on my heart, a lot on my chest, uh, and that's that's just uh, you know we'll get into some of it, uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, give us a chance to kind of reflect on things from the past week. But uh, before we get into any and all of that, we got to give a shout out and thank you to everybody who was a part of last week's show. We put up some big numbers. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, a lot of times, look, we do, I do these shows so much that sometimes I don't even pay attention to that kind of stuff, but incredible numbers in terms of people who have watched the shows on YouTube, I'm sure just as much on Facebook and even downloaded the podcast. And, you know, we're able to kind of measure that a little bit by the thumbs up, the likes and, and things of that nature, uh, still need to get the followers up. So on uh, Facebook, our page on Twitter, our page on Instagram at ONG strike zone is where you can find us. We can get those numbers up. That'd be great. Go ahead and hit us up there. But overall, just a big thanks to everybody who tuned in. And I, and I hope that everybody, uh, of course the big news last week and, you know, got a chance to kind of to talk about things. And so at least get the discussion going and it kind of brings us to uh, where I thought, this show could go for probably the large part, but I, I don't want to, I don't know about you, man. I, I, I got so, I, I'll be honest after by about the weekend, I needed to kind of step away from it all because a, after a while, when you're not talking about the things that are happening on the field and you're not talking about the, um, the, 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 the student athletes who are out there representing us, and we're talking about all the other stuff, some of it repetitive, some of the stuff we've been through, it gets a little downright nauseating. And, and I think that's probably the word that I felt more than anything. Uh, because so much consumption on things outside of the actual game and the games. I know we'll get back to that, and this is just that side of sports that is there. And, and what we do now is we talk about everything. So that for me, I needed to get away. And, uh, but I'm still kind of in a muck as I'm, as I just continue to see things come out. So, so where are you mentally, emotionally with, with things over the past week? Uh, mentally I'm good. Uh, I'm encouraged. Uh, 
I saw the uh, much of our leadership um, come together. Uh, Dr. Robinson was at the 220 Club meeting today, along with Coach Simmons, um, a couple of our community leaders, and uh, Reverend Holmes, and um, I want to say um, Marvin Green, along with his wife, um, Eddie Jackson, uh, Vaughn Wilson, that whole crew. Um, you know, it's it's time to really come together because, again, it's not about uh, any one individual. No one individual is bigger than Florida a &M University. So it's important that we refocus and redirect, um, yeah, redirect our focus to what it needs to be, which is um, maintaining the ship, making sure that we are uh, continuing to move forward and we are staying focused for the matter at hand, which is, of course, first, our student athletes. If we're concerned about family athletics, the athletes come first. Um, and then, you know, that doesn't take my focus off of what I believe the issues are and what we need to do to fix those issues. So, you know, while we don't want to uh, muddy the water too much, at the same time, you know, it's important that we consider the ones that are still on the gridiron, still on the track, gridiron, diamond, track and field. Our sons, the victory never yields. So we are focusing more on the student athletes and what their needs are and how we can assist them to being the absolute best that they can be. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I, I look at that's why we titled today's show. How do we get here? Because process, processes are very important, I think. And we have to really, if we, what, what they say about the, de what's the definition of insanity, Kofi? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm. Okay. So that's what I feel like, you know, at times, when we went back and looked at some of the history and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show, um, that's what got to be real bothersome. And so, yes, we want to move forward. And I thought coach Simmons did an excellent job of bringing that message home. But at the same time, I kind of chuckled a few times because while we're saying that we also have to acknowledge the the insanity of the processes that we've seen over the past 20 years something like that yeah and so i yeah and i think we get into, i thought we'd get into that a little bit later in terms of looking at the history of not just our presidents but our athletic directors uh because that's just the reality and, and we'll even juxtapose it with our bitter rival who has been much more stable over the past 20 something years than us. Now, I, you know, I don't know if that's apples to apples or apples to oranges, but it, it, you know, we'll, 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 who knows people will maybe tell us or maybe we'll have our own thoughts. But uh, so, yeah, that, that's where I thought, what were you going to add in there uh, real quick? Um, 
going back to it, man, I mean, you have to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. You have to do the forensics on what just happened so that we don't continue to make the same mistakes. Rattler Nation wasn't so upset with the fact that Courtney, we love Courtney, um, but we were upset at the fact of here we go again. You know, we're right back <laughs> into the thing. We thought we had gotten this. We hoped, we prayed we got this right this time. And so you mean to tell me with all of the posturing that, you know, uh, I want to say uh, one of our BOT members, our NAA leaders, you know, fought to get this man here, you know, did all of this extra stuff to get him here. And now we're at an impasse again. You mean to tell me we got it wrong again and we're going to go through this again? So, yeah, so, yeah, we, it's not that we were necessarily, we got, we're sick of seeing the same foolishness over and over again. And that's the part, when you talk about how did we get here, yeah, let's go there on this evening. That'll be a nice discussion. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll get into that coming up in the uh, second segment of the show. We'll even come back with another caller segment. You know, that was real popular. We've, we've, uh, you know, uh, not, not that we never had the call-in segment, but we like hearing ourselves so much that, you know, we, we wanted to talk so much. And we love y'all, but, <laughs> you know, we, we nah, I'm sorry. But that, look, no, so we'll come back again with the, <laughs> with the uh, caller segment in hour two, give you guys uh, an opportunity to express your thoughts. But in keeping with our theme, again, we said we got to talk about our student athletes and we got to we got to talk about them. A actually, before before I do that, I, I know, you know, one of the things that we've had asked about us is say, hey, how can I donate to the show? We, we love what you guys are doing. How can we drop a dime into what you're doing? And I'm always on all of our shows, especially when I do the sports rap with, with my with my partner, A.D., you know, I'm always reminding people to say, hey, you can always donate myjbn.com slash support. Well, you know, we even put up and created uh, something significant or special, unique for the ONG Strike Zone. So if you see right there, if you're on live, obviously, if you're watching us, there's a QR code there. You can make a donation to the ONG Strike Zone. Just hit that QR code. I also sent out a tweet. If you're following us on Twitter, at ONG Strike Zone. There's a tweet there in which you can donate. And I posted something on our Facebook page at ONG Strike Zone. So if you're not savvy enough to hit that or scan that uh, that QR code and make a donation, you can actually make a donation uh, and hit the link that's on Facebook or Twitter. No set amount. You don't have to do. Hey, look, I always tell the story. I always go to the 7-Eleven and spend Three dollars more than I need to on uh, on on a snack and a drink. So hey, if you just donated a cup of coffee, as I like to say, man, it, it's greatly appreciated. We with we, well, thank you. And as we do and ramp up more things coming up down the road, we'll definitely keep you all involved. Uh, so so that's that. We'll kind of let people know about that as we go on through the course of the show. But let's get into the roundup. We got to get into the roundup and talk about what's happening out on the fields of play 
because if it wasn't for the athletic fields going on, look, I mean, what would we talk about all day? We, you know, we turn into a, a blog and talk about, you know, the hirings and firings and the, the other stuff that's going on. Um, so look, baseball team, let's start there. Baseball team coming out with two out of three over Alabama A&M over, over the past weekend. Um, I believe they split Well, in terms of the games, they won game one, um, and then had a short, had a one game, a one, 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 let me say this slower, a one run loss in game two, and then again, turned the bats on Alabama A&M, uh, in game three. And I think that score in game three was something like, uh, 18 to eight, 18 to eight in game three. Um, so we didn't quite get the sweep that we thought, but uh, it's, we're still kind of sitting in a good place overall in the conference, uh, in those standings. Um, as we're kind of sitting right now in the SWAC standings, we're sitting, uh, I guess you could say, uh, let me see, half game to four, four games. No, two games back of Alabama State. We currently have a record of 13 and three. In the conference, we have a 12 and six record tied with Bethune Cookman for second, uh, 18 and 23 overall record is what we have. And uh, that by far and away, top three teams in the East. Uh, by my count, it kind of looks like Alabama State is missing a series or maybe they've had a delay somewhere. Um, and that's what the the difference in games is. Actually, two games difference between us and them. We played 18 games. They played 16 over on the western side, Prairie View A&M is the number one team. Actually, if I read the poll right, they're the number one team according to uh, BlackCollegeNines.com. I think they might be the number one team now in Black College baseball. 14-4 record in conference, 24-18 and 18 overall. They won three in a row. You've got Grambling sitting at 13-5 and five in conference. So, and Southern is 10-8. and eight. So, essentially... You know, when it gets down to that SWAC tournament, you know, we could, we're right now looking at probably one, two, anywhere from a three to a five seed. Uh, strangely, real familiar to what we had happening in basketball, where we were kind of in that hunt among the top teams, but we, but we were kind of, uh, uh, we we're a game away from being in a bad spot and a good win or two away from being in an advantageous spot. So give or take. Uh, any any thoughts on baseball series weekend, Kofi? Uh, not, I mean, I'm just happy that we were able to take two out of three. Of course, we wanted to sweep, but two out of three is still good. So we'll take that, and uh, we want to continue to build. Again, it, it just really comes down to – um, the conference tournament. But I do want to see a couple of things happen. I want to see us have a winning record. I think that that really is, uh, would be a plus for this year's team. And I want to see us perform well and win the conference tournament. I think that that's really what it's all about. We want to see some more hardware on the highs of seven hills. Um, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, even the teams that are not necessarily playing well right now, uh, traditionally will turn it on in the yeah I think he may have got sniped there so I, I think um, he was going to say something about the teams 
that are at the bottom, maybe having a, a history of uh, turning things on at the right spot. Uh, we do have a weekend series coming up with Mississippi Valley State. They are four and twelve in conference play, uh, 10, 18, and one overall. Uh, we got you back, Kofi. Go ahead and finish your thought. No, nah, just um, you know, we wanna we wanna perform well in the conference tournament. It's 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 uh it's time and we wanna take it to the next level. So that's what it's really all about, and that's what we wanna that's really our goal to represent the SWAC, to win the SWAC um in all of our sports so yeah they're in good position to do that it's just going to be about us playing our very best ball at the right time we do have a player who's actually a pitcher one of our pitchers i i would tend to think as i went through the stats today is actually in the running for pitcher of the year uh he's got to be up there in the conversation and it's going to depend on how things go obviously the young man uh from grambling who threw the the perfect game the other day uh, was outstanding. I mean, that, just the fact that he threw a perfect game and struck out 13 in seven innings, uh, he, he's definitely up there. But our own Hunter Veets is right up there in the hunt. Uh, he's fourth overall in in ERA with a 3.03 ERA. He's tied for second in wins with six wins on the year. He's seventh in strikeouts with 56 and seventh in innings pitched at 59 and a third. And so, you know, that those are four strong top 10 categories. So if, if Hunter can put out a couple of good performances starting, of course, this weekend at uh, Mississippi Valley State in Itabina, that'll help. Uh, then, of course, the following weekend, my birthday weekend, is the series against Alabama State. So that, too, will be another big series in which he will be, um, he will have a shot at uh, really impressing. And then, of course, you know, after that, you've got Jackson State Bethune. So th- this is a big series upcoming for us. We need to get a win at Itabina. Now, our, our softball team didn't fare so well when they traveled out to Itabina this past weekend. They actually gave up two of three um, in in their in their series with Mississippi Valley State, avoided the sweep, um, the last game of that series. But the uh, the ladies are sitting just three games out of first place right now. Bethune Cookman is in first with a fourteen and seven conference record. The Rattlers are eleven and ten with a seventeen and twenty seven overall record. Jackson State sits between us and Bethune with a uh, one game lead on us over in the West, of course. Texas Southern is the number one softball team in the country right now. 18 and 13 overall record in conference play. Uh, winners of seven in a row. They're rolling. It's, thank goodness we don't have to play the West side because uh, Texas Southern is rolling right now. Um, but I should got to give uh, some mention and, and shout out to uh, uh, somebody in FAMU Athletics, probably Josh Padilla, uh, for, for tweeting out a lot of the good stats that we've been seeing regarding our softball players. Uh, for example, Naya Morgan, uh, she's right now first in doubles in the conference with 16 of them, uh, tied for seventh in hits and in home runs, third in the conference in RBI, uh, has an OPS that's 10th in the conference. So uh, she's doing a great job uh, behind the plate. And Christiana Beasley, who was pitcher of the week a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, matter of fact, 
She is sixth in the conference in ERA, 2.72, tied for second in wins with eight. And opponents are batting a third lowest average of .227 against her. So, you know, she's one of the top pitchers. And watch out for Lauren Peppers as well. Lauren Peppers hasn't played in a lot of games or pitched a lot of games, but she sits right there behind Beasley as one of the top pitchers in terms of ERA and opponent's batting average. Um, so, you know, we've got we've got two two very hot pitchers right now. And so as um, as a softball team actually has a their senior weekend coming up, I was just seeing this article on FAMUathletics.com. The final home series is this weekend. Um, As, uh, let's see, uh, three seniors. uh, We host Alabama State this weekend. So uh, three seniors will be uh, recognized uh, this upcoming weekend uh, for the ladies. Game one is on Friday at 1 o'clock. Game two is Saturday. And uh, there's a doubleheader Saturday. So first game at one, second game's at three. And so uh, shout out to uh, softball. Any, any any comments or thoughts you want to add in on the softball, Coach? Uh, not at this time. I mean, you know, we, we've been pretty uh, keeping it in the middle of the road for the most part. The girls are playing okay. Um, this is not our best. But, you know, at the same time, uh, it's all about the tournament, man. And if we can get it into the tournament and and really perform well, I like our chances really against anybody, including Texas Southern. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, we we played that really tough schedule at the beginning to see what we need to do to win those tight games. I mean, it doesn't get any tougher than Florida State University. So we won't be intimidated. We will not uh, be overwhelmed by the moment, but we just need to play well at the right time. So it just comes down to our pitching as well as our fielding and uh, also, you know, being able to generate runs at the right time. And if we do that, we're going to be good. Well said, well said. Um, A couple other news notes that I think are worth mentioning. We got to give a shout out. It is grad week at uh, FAMU uh, as graduation, I believe is this weekend. So it'll be a host of new, a host of new alums. will be walking across the stage uh, any, any memories of your graduation, Kofi, that, uh, that's, that you still hold on to? Uh, no, but let me just say this, that nobody takes the graduation pictures like family people, like the graduation <laughs> pictures that have, I mean, it's like a tradition year, like almost like fashion week in New York. When yeah. I grad, when it's time for the grad pictures to come on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that. It's at a total, I have not seen anybody come close to Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University when it comes to these graduation pictures. I look forward to it. I believe even our strolls across the stage are like totally different, um, are just totally at a different level. I like the fact that they have allowed our students to express themselves uh, anyway without being disrespectful. Um, we haven't seen anybody necessarily thrown out of our graduations. Um, for doing too much, but you know, yeah. uh, you know, credit goes to the people that have to read all of those names. But it's a, it's a, it's an important time, and it's it's a it's a great time. It's a celebratory time, and we look forward to it. So yes, sir. 
thankfully we haven't seen like there was a viral video I saw of uh some kid who they 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 somewhat simulated dunking on the president uh, basically as they were going off stage one guy came back with a goal and he like held the goal up and while the president was like no 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 go back of course the other guy behind him had the ball and of course you know dunked on him uh so I mean while it while it was a uh, one of those moments thankfully we have not done that we haven't got to to that level um but yeah no the pictures are outrageous i mean i've seen the pictures with the smoke with the lighting i mean i'm talking first Boy, class I mean, lighting, lighting I, bro that's hey, I, somebody's making a photography bro straight up that that is a that is i don't know somebody that's a great story i don't know somebody if we're doing a segment of graduation photos right i don't know when it started yeah, I'd, I'd love to know when that started and, and who's making who's the photographer that everyone goes to. I mean, you know, anyway, that's just as someone who's a photographer. I just find that fascinating to say whoever's whoever's that person that came up with that. Uh, but we have uh, 28 student athletes that are graduating from uh, Florida A&M uh, this upcoming weekend. Um if uh, I know we've got the uh, photo there, I want to kind of just briefly go through and give them a shout out there um, of who they are. Uh, let's see. I got to get my, get my page right. Um, so yeah, that, that's the, that's that beautiful group of 28 uh, spring 22 graduates that you see there. 10 of them are football players, six of them baseball four from women's track and field, two softball players, two from the women's tennis team, one basketball, one cheerleader, um, and uh, men's and track had one as well. Uh, just to kind of – I feel like I got to run through the names, so bear with me. I'm going through them quickly here. Kellen Fox, Sean Host, Zach uh, Moreg, Robert Robertson – or Robinson, Jared Weber, DJ Wilkinson – representing baseball. Keith Little's representing basketball. Um, posthumously, Kayla McKinney, cheerleading. Um, football, Jalen Black, Kwame Clark, Chris Fadul, Ronaldo Flowers Jr., Keenan Forbes, Ricky Murray Jr., Demetrius Powell, Blake Simpson, Eddie Tillman III, Jay Jackson-Williams, representing football. Eddie. Alejandro Tarp, golf, uh, softball, Natasha Fox, Aniza Vargas, on representing softball, women's tennis, Ariel Neely, Claudia Sumaya, Sumaya, I hope I said that right, Brandon Love for men's track, women's track, Kiara Ivey, uh, Ilaria Johns, Justice Richardson, and Rachel Robertson. And uh, whew, I think I got through all 28 of them. And of course, uh, send a special prayer to uh, the family of Kayla McKinney, uh, whose life was tragically taken before she could walk across the stage. So uh, we lift her and her family uh, up in prayer. And uh, I know it'll be an emotional time for, for her family and friends. Uh, so you guys keep them in our thoughts, uh, in your thoughts and prayers. And we certainly will. And wish all of them the uh, much success. And uh, it'll be fun to uh, to see the photos and things like that coming up from them. All right, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back out of the break, we're going to get into some little discussions and try to figure out how we got to where we're at 
maybe even try to spotlight what we're looking at. Obviously, new developments came out in the uh, in the situation regarding uh, Courtney Gaucher. Uh, so I, we, we'll talk about that for a moment and uh, more. So stick around. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. Let's go. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology. Protects against flakes, even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head and shoulder scalp shield. Never not working. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yeah. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, and more. That's seven times the entertainment! Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Q-Time is a classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse. 
intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Hello? Girl, somebody hit my car today. What? You okay? No, girl, I'm hurt. You better call my lawyer, Terrence Madden of T. Madden & Associates. He got me super paid after my accident. I saw him last Sunday giving away scholarship. 833-PAID-123. I'm attorney Terrence Madden. I love getting huge checks for injured clients. Dial 833-PAID-123. 833-PAID-123. Offices, Atlanta, Jonesboro, and Augusta. Okay, hey, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone, and we are now a full, complete team. Brian Fulford here, and joining us, uh, our, our normal third man, or not, not the third man, but just the third member of the team, Kelvin Rozier, and of course, Kofi Hemingway. Kelvin, how you doing, brother? What's up, brothers? I'm glad I finally was able to get on. Uh, our producer, she was hating on me today, man. I, I've been sitting in the room about 15 minutes watching the show. Y'all did an excellent job, by the way. But uh, just kidding, Mel. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm glad to be here, and I, I'm I'm here at the right time because there's some good conversation finna happen. Yeah, I may I don't know if she had you. You know, she had your own punishment for coming late. I, maybe that's what it was. That you know, since you were late, she just put you in the put you in the corner. That's how I do my students sometimes when they come late. They can walk back down to the office. Get here. Yes, yes, yes. Sing it. Trying to figure out how we got here. One more time for the back. One more time. What in the world? (laughs) Hey, man. You know, it's so bright in here and all this white. I'm in, you know, I'm on the road. So uh, it looked like I'm in heaven, at least on my screen. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You are, you are, that's just to confirm. So so that's the thing. Not today. Not that's today, the angel, but that's the angel singing, Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> one more time, one more time, and we can get it in the back. One more time, come on, angels, back. come on, angels, come on, angels, sing, angels. See, the angels will get quiet now. All of a sudden, you get embarrassed, you know. Anyway, so the Ooh. uh, thanks for watching us on uh, YouTube and Facebook. All the uh, comments, appreciate everybody out there. Uh, watching us on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button if you're watching us. And uh, also, hey, we uh, a lot of people have asked, you know, hey, how can I donate and be a part of the show? Well, uh, if you go check our Twitter feed at ONG Strike Zone, or if you check our Facebook post from today, probably maybe about 15 minutes before our show started, you can actually um there's a link where you can donate to our show and that qr code that you see down in the bottom corner if you're watching us live you can also use that qr code and you can make a donation a cup of coffee is always appreciated uh we'll have more features and specials and things of that uh nature what we'll be doing here uh in upcoming weeks but you got to make sure you're following us uh at ong strike zone go download the jericho broadcast networks app as well 
MyJBN or MyBCSN is where you can find us on your Google or Apple Play Store. Okay, so uh, the main topic or one of the main topics, how do we get here? You know, that that's just one of the things that over the course of the week. So I, I since we missed you in the beginning segment, Kelvin, I, you know, Kofi and I both kind of shared our thoughts from the past week. Uh, and before we get into other things, just from an, uh, from a, from a mental, uh, place, what, what are your thoughts from the past week? Personally, how are you feeling? What have you seen? Uh, just overall, just your emotions from the past week. First of all, I, um, I, I would have liked to see us communicate and, and, and handle this situation more professionally, more transparent, uh, so that it would have been a little less divisive. Um, but that didn't happen. So I, I think um, my, my, my mindset is one of unity. I want to see Rattler Nation come together, make sure that we support our programs, our kids, our coaches, and so forth. And um, that's kind of my mentality on the whole thing. Uh, you know, we, we got to move forward in unison. And there's a lot of things out there for us, a lot of work to be done. And, and you know, we've had uh, alumni association um, uh, elections. And um, there's a runoff for the NAA president. There's, uh, you know, at some point, there's an interim been named for now, but at some point there'll be a AD search for 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 the permanent, and um, we're going into the summertime, so uh, it's an important time in terms of getting ready for the fall season. So you know we've got the uh, alumni association um, convention and board of trustees meeting first of June. So there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot lot to be done. And that's kind of where I'm at. I will say that I've seen some chatter. I've seen some instigators. I know people on all on different sides and so forth. Um, the, the the information that's out there, you know, however it got out there, is out there. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that there's some justification. Um, that's not all the information. You know, I was a little bit more prepared than some because, uh, uh, you know, I'm here and, and, I, and, you know, I have some relationships. But, you know, at the end of the day, we had a, we had we had we had a nice run. We had some some accomplishments. Uh, and now, just like we've done for the last 20 years, uh, we've got a, we got another AD and we're going to have another one probably. Uh, within the next few months, so uh, you know, so you know, let's tr- let's try to help make this process the end result be what we want. That's my thought. Yeah, um, the, the the timing of everything was was very uh, it was poor to say the least. I don't know if you could have avoided it. I mean, because you had the uh, the FAMU Day of Giving that came right after that. That, thir- uh, that Thursday and Friday. Um, now, the thing about that, what was interesting about the numbers, um, because you and I, we all, and even on this show, we heard people that were uh, quite upset and they may have held on to monies that uh, they might have given. But 
there was only well, the goal was to raise five hundred thousand uh, dollars, and they did surpass that. But the number I found interesting was the number of donors. Did you guys catch that? Yes, I believe there was only about sixteen hundred donors. Now, you know, if you do the math on that, that's averaging about three hundred and seventy dollars per donor. Okay, so and we know we have way more alumni than sixteen hundred. I mean, so I I didn't get a chance to to look at what previous. No, and this was the third year of this uh, of this event or this fundraising campaign. So I don't know how to, I don't know what they did the two previous years, but it's a major accomplishment. I think that they were able to surpass the five hundred thousand mark, given everything that went on just twenty four hours before it started, and the decisive the 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 how everyone was really flustered and upset about things. Um, so the recently what came to light, uh, of course, via the uh, Rattler Nation blog spot, uh, which seems to be breaking news more so than the Tallahassee Democrat these days. Um, they seem to be on the ball, getting all kinds of uh, first-rate information. Uh, they got a hold of a... Um, letter from a law firm that was hired to consult on the matter of grounds for disciplinary action against Courtney Gaucher. And, you know, obviously it's there, it's been seen. Um, the, the attorney, the attorney's office is Gray Robinson. They have offices all over Florida. I did actually reach out and I actually spoke to the lawyer that did handle this particular case. Um, uh, his, his name is right there. You know, Scott Cole is his name. And, uh, you know, he, he uh, uh, was very nice about uh, not really saying anything. Uh, obviously, he knew that the, the, the memo that was out there, he knew it was out there. His opinions, uh, his consultation, it was already out there. And uh, the one question, so I knew there wasn't much he was going to say in addition, but my main question for him was, had he uh, or his law firm been consulted in other matters for Florida A&M? And he he paused and he, you know, chose not to uh, basically kind of, you know, how you're trying to get a telemarketer off the phone and you just kind of, hey, well, thank you for today, blah, blah. And I was even trying to get in a a different type of question, but, you know, he was trying to get me off the phone. Uh, he didn't want to answer that, and uh, so I, I, I can only assume that uh, his firm and that firm has done other consultation work for Florida A&M University. Um, you know, that's just my assumption based on the way that conversation ended, but uh, he was hired by the vice president and general counsel, uh, Denise Wallace, uh, to look into the matters, and uh, there were some very interesting points that were brought up and I think I can, I'm just going to read the summary um, of his letter. You can go to the blog site. If you haven't already read it, it's there. Uh, But in summary, he states that it is clear that Gaucher has committed multiple violations of section eight of the agreement. And that's the, uh, that's his, uh, his employment agreement. However, his actions most clearly violate the following definition of cause. Uh, He says, engaging in conduct which, 
and this part is underlined, in the sole determination of the university violates any law or university regulation or policy or engaging in any other conduct, which this part is underlined again, is the sole determination of the university is contrary to or adversely affects the mission, operations, or reputation of the university, including, but not limited to, acts of dishonesty and misrepresentation. In conclusion, it's my opinion that there is factual and legal support for the university to determine that Gaucher has violated law and university regulations and policies and has engaged in conduct contrary to and adversely affecting the mission, operations, and reputation of the university. As such, the university has succinct grounds to terminate the employment agreement with Courtney Gaucher for cause. That was on the 19th. And of course, we all know on the 20th, he resigned. Um, so I'm kicking around the horn, go to you. When you read that, uh, for layman, for the layman, break that down for the layman as best as you can, Kofi, for the layman, or um, uh, Kelvin, for the layman. Well, he lied. Saying... He was dishonest. <laughs> he lied. He was I didn't let, 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 And he misrepresented FAMU. That's, that's for the layman. Well said. I, I guess that's... <laughs> I walked right into that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Kelvin. Go ahead, Kelvin. I don't need to say nothing else. You, 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 can, uh, you can go to the next question. <laughs> Hey, the only thing no, I add, the only thing I add real quick is, uh, so you know, we're a public institution in the state of Florida. There are procurement laws, and and um, you know, athletics being auxiliary, um, it's pretty much all contracts go through legal general counsel. Then once they approve, it goes to the president's office for signature, and then comes back to athletics and um, some steps was missed. In, in terms of the UE, the urban edge, I think, with that part of it. And then um, even with the procurement, I think, of, you know, trying to procure a scoreboard and, uh, and and some other stuff, you know, you can't just take one bid or one quote and then try to process it, push it through. And, you know, you either have to have multiple bids because of the dollar amount so that, you know, and that's, of course, for, you know, to make sure that you're good stewards of the state, um, and you're getting the best price or you, you would use a GSA piggyback off of another government or a municipality contract that's already been through the procurement process. Or you have a sole source if it's an item or a service that is unique. So um, those are those are common things. And anybody who's done any kind of uh, work in the state of Florida understands those are the rules. Those are, That's the law. So. When you look at the peak uh, uh, the peak sports agreement now, let's let's look back on it. And initially, when it came out, I was I know I was kind of scratching my head about it. But as we look at it now, they were using or the intent was to use peak to or peak became that negotiator, eventually with Urban Edge Network. When you look back at the peak agreement. Do you look back on that and say we should have never got into that agreement in the first place or that agreement became sort of that that shell to 
avoid going through the proper steps and procedures? What? How do you look at that agreement now? Well, first of all, with the Urban Edge thing, um, Gremlin followed their procurement policies, and and at least they had uh, a signature from their president yep. and uh. Their president and was involved in it, so yes, they should have it. Exactly, everything was done right. That's my point. That's my point. Um, so um, that's that's comment number one. Number two, service agreements are typical for all athletic departments. You have services for um, game ops type things, um, security and so forth. You have it for licenses such as uh, CLC, which we have, that engage other vendors actually, right? So, you know, it, it wasn't a contract. It went through all the proper, that peak one went through the proper procedures. If you read the writing in the contracts, though, pretty much all of them have something language in there that says that um, once they, it gives them the right to negotiate and, 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 and to uh, enter into um, things to negotiate, but it has come back to the universal approval. And I just give a real quick insight so clc um people you know they take care of the applications for folks who want to be vendors and so forth and the fees and all that but when it's time for the the product to be produced and so forth uh as those vendors turn those products in it still comes to the university and the university has someone who reviews the cc if it's a product uh that is following our our product guidelines in terms of colors uh logos etc and is it a product we want to be associated with, right? You know, people can put your 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 trademarks on some pretty grotesque things and so forth. So there's still a and even though we have a contract with CLC and they have vendors who have done who have approved application, there's still uh processing with the university still reviews to say that yes, we agree with this. And and you know, that what that's what would have had to happen with the peak deal. If Pete was going to do something with UNE, UEN, then they would have had to do amendment to the original contract, first off, and then it would have had to come back through legal and the president's office and so forth for review and approval. Kofi, how did we get here? You're going to need a break, bro. Uh, <laughs> oh, Let me shorten the question then. No, no, no. I mean, you're asking, you, you literally asked the right question, but there's layers to this onion. It's not going to, we're not going to be able to get this in one segment. Okay. One layer I, I want to start off by saying, I want to start off by saying that we got here because we haven't had the, the kind of leadership that is conducive for athletic success. You've heard us talk about this on several occasions. Um, but it begins with the president and who our leaders are. And if you look at the numbers between the year, um, the last year of Humphreys, all the way to where we are now, it has everything to do with how we got here. That's the beginning stage um, because the leader sets the vision. And when the vision is all over the place, when you have multiple visions or you have more than one vision, you have division. And that's what we have been dealing with. Uh, I want to say a large numbers, a large number of the years that we've that we've uh, we've been since I want to say 
after Humphreys, I want to say A.H. If we want to go on ahead and say uh, something that I yeah. think will be able to stick, that people can get it. Uh, A.H., after Humphreys, we've, we've been extremely unstable at the top. Um, there have been a number of different people that have been clamoring for the position. Um, the whole D1 debacle, trying to go FBS without doing the necessary research um, to do so, so I really the put us behind. So I give you the read? Do you want the read? The eight presidents in 20 years. Let's start there. Start there. Henry Lewis. Henry Lewis, 2002. Fred Gaines, 03 to 05. Castell Bryant, 05 to 06. Larry Boo. Robinson, first time in 07. James Emmons from 07 to 14. Uh, Larry Robinson again in 14. Elmira Mangum, 14 to 17. And now here we are, Larry Robinson, not only from the interim, but also to officially being given the role of as the 12th president. So that's that's eight individuals or eight instances of leadership changes in 20 years. FAMU has literally been like they had that show on HBO called Game of Thrones. <laughs> and FAMU has literally been a game of thrones. You got all these tribes vying for the darn throne, vying for the seat, vying for the place of influence, vying for the place of power. That's largely the reason of how we got here. Now, again, FAMU is is unique in that in that um it's it has a culture of people that a are going to have access to you as a leader they're going to have access to you and they care about the direction of the institution where things begin to go wrong is when a person's actions or their desires are not in alignment with where the university wants to go but they're there for selfish gain and selfish reasons. And when those reasons um, get outside, I wanna say the framework of what the university is supposed to be doing, that's where we have the foolishness that goes on. you know. And I wanna say at one time, so let's start with the president, we had that. Then after that, you have your ADs. Do you have your list of ADs? Yeah, we've result. got that beautiful graphic. We've got that beautiful graphic. Our beautiful graphic that shows we've had uh, eight, no, 16. We're now on our 17th athletic director. Uh, and there is the the name of names starting, dating all the way back to the to the uh, Ken Riley era, uh, which ended in 2002. And there is that beautiful Ken list Riley. of names. Ken Riley, J.R.E. Lee. Joseph Ramsey, Newton Jackson, Nelson Townsend, Alan Bogan, Bill Hayes, Michael Smith, Derek Horn, Michael Smith again, Kellen Winslow, Nelson Townsend, Dwayne Robinson, Milton Overton, John Eason, Courtney Gosha, and guess who? Mike Smith again. So that's 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 the second layer of this. All right. The third layer of this is again 
Let's talk about boosters because anybody that's worth their salt or any university program that looks to really go uh, somewhere has to have a solid booster organization. But unfortunately, unfortunately, um, with this whole Game of Thrones and people trying to do their own thing for selfish gain and selfish reasons, we no longer have that direct support organization doing what it's supposed to do to help our university athletic programs go to the next level. And that again is a reflection of the leadership that we had over that organization that hold, that basically allowed everything to get so dysfunctional that it got disbanded. And that's absurd and ridiculous. Um, Kelvin, uh, when we when did we last have the booster club? I and as we have these various clubs and organizations, I know today we had the two twenty quarterback club. What what is the function of these various groups? Okay, I'm I'm gonna name you know boosters boosters still around and have a director and have a um um a board and so forth, and they are still functioning. Um. But before I get into the DSOs and those support athletics, I wanted to make another comment that ties into what Kofi said. When you show that graphic of uh, ADs with Ken Riley on back, and then you show that graphics of uh, presidents, one thing I want to make notice of is all that happened after President Humphreys left. When Dr. Mm -hmm. Humphreys was here, we were on a, a board of, uh, of uh, regents in the state. And um, it was more democratic. The state was more democratic, but it was a lot more functional. You didn't have that extra layer that you had to go through. Therefore, we were able to influence to have people who really cared about the university, not the salaries, not because they were political friends and so forth. Uh, of who was in power um and that helped the stability frankly um since dr humphreys has left and, and and we went to the board of trustees system we've had a revolving door of of leadership from our board of trustees and and, and when we did have really strong qualified people board of trustees because of the constant turnover and dysfunction a lot of them left the board of trustees and so forth um so I, I i can't uh not emphasize enough how important politics in the state of florida have kind of assisted this process and almost all those names that you name for presidents uh were affiliated with not the democratic party uh, by the way so they were political even though they were rallies some of them uh, they were um, well received in, in, in Republican put, put circles and so forth. So that's just a little more meat on the bone. Now how, with the DS, other, let me let ahead. me jump in there and ask: How were other universities in the state able to function, and we be so, for lack of a better word, inept in terms of our leadership? Um. I think, you know, the flagship universe and a lot of universities, uh, their, their enrollments are larger. Um, 
their alumni base is is larger. They already had some infrastructure in place that we did not, frankly. Um, you know, they already had boosters and and, and levels of of board of directors for the boosters and a process and 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 so forth. So, um, honestly, just being honest, they they have more resources that they can throw at things. And then they have more structure and they actually follow their structure. I have to say it, you know, I work a lot of events, um, at another university, uh, and, and even from the top, from the board of trustees to the board of governors, you don't have honor and, and, and folks asking for special favors at their events. It just, you you don't see it. Folks know what the policies and procedures are, what the rules are and everybody following and they, they invest in it and, so it's, it's it's a lot less conflict that that you see. Um, so I, I just, you know, I I don't know, man. You know, we we seem to struggle with doing the right thing sometimes. You know, jump in, Kofi. Jump in. I know. I saw your hand up. What do you got? No, nope, I think you got frozen. Uh, what were, what were you going to add? What were you going to add, uh, Kelvin, in that uh, um, before before I had asked that question? Uh, I wanted to give you a chance to give that in before we go to a break. Well, you you asked about the DSOs basically, and and where a one DSO might not be has the impact that it used to have. There's other that have came about that picked up the slack. For example, the FAMU Alumni Association uh, did a lot. In terms of athletics, the 220 club has always um, done a lot, and they've done a little bit more for athletics. You have the the varsity F club, which is former athletes, and you have people that have come back into that fold and given their time to organize a little better, and they have names and so forth. So they have done a lot more. Um, you still have, like I said, the boosters still around, and 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 they they collaborate actually with the two twenty club and others for initiatives. My understanding was that uh, the uh, the cool the cool zone thing, uh, the, it was a collaboration between the boosters and the um, two twenty club, along with some others. So, so there's and there's a there's a lot more groups that. Uh, sole purpose is to raise funds to support Florida, Florida and M athletics. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's do this. Uh, I know we got a lot more meat on the bone. We need more. La- I know we got some more layers that I'm sure Kofi wants to peel back. Um, and as we get into the next segment, we'll start talking about what we're looking for in the future and maybe even some potential, athletic directors that we hope the search committee, and that was one of the things I Phone did lines. here. Phone what, lines. What Phone calls. Yes, yes, yes. Phone calls too. I know I know you guys are excited let people to know. take calls. Let, let the people know. Not, yes. Yes, coming up here after the break, phone call opportunities as well. Uh, I was just going to mention that one of the things that was mentioned in that 220 Club today was that the uh, search committee – is starting to form. Uh, so um, I thought it was uh, 
kind of interesting that a particular person was in attendance at that meeting and Kofi is shaking his head. We have to get Kofi Hemingway on this committee. I'm calling it now. Let's make a push for Kofi Hemingway to be on the search committee. Somebody reach out to Michael Smith (laughs) and let him know if Kofi Hemingway is not on the search committee, something's wrong. Just letting you know something's wrong. Kofi, would you accept an invitation to be on the search committee if you were asked? Absolutely. Even though I hate search committees or whatever, uh, but well, you, I would feel safe. You, you would let an interim athletic director make the hire. You would make. You would let an interim athletic director make the hire. You would let Doctor uh, Robinson make the hire. Yeah, I think you want to search. Unfortunately, yeah, we we unfortunately <laughs> we just at a spot right now. Because again, you let, me, let me just say this before we go on the break. Again, yes. this thing with. Uh, Mr. Gaucher has been brewing for months. If this, if this didn't just happen yesterday. So for Dr. No Robinson not extension. to have, what? I said, that's why yeah, there's I mean, been no contract no, extension. Yeah, basically he didn't get a contract extension, right? Yes. At the beginning of the year, that there's been no word X, Y, Z. So you saw where this was headed. So my point is, why didn't Dr. Robinson have a short list of names already in, or why didn't he uh, put out to a consulting firm to say, um, hey, uh, I want you all to give us a list of people that we you think would be good for our university at this time. We're in a period of transition. Uh, who do you think would best serve or, or be able to serve our university based off where we are right now, where we want to go? So the mere fact that we, it just appears as though he just was not really prepared for this. And and that gives me pause. And that's me being nice. Did that four minute speech at the 220 Club give that away today? Uh, All right, let's go to commercial break and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk. We'll open up the phone lines and talk a little bit more. And uh, again, we'll make the push. Kofi Hemingway for the search committee. Because I already feel like I know five of the names that are going to end up on that search committee. I think we saw half of them today. Uh, but anyway, I'm just putting that out there. So, we, you know, we need some fresh blood searching. Searching. Michael Smith, we need new blood. Kobe Hemingway for search committee chairman. All right. Uh, we'll come back after these words. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. Get ready to make some calls. You're going to call us and let us know uh, your thoughts and opinions on matters. Uh, we'll be back after these words. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. 
Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you ready? It's time. The inaugural Urban NerdCon is coming to Montgomery, Alabama, July 29th to the 31st. Blurds, nerds, and geeks from across the universe will converge on the capital city to see celebrity guests such as The Last Dragon, Tybok, Megan Tandy, and voice actor Dave Fenoy. Hey, how you doing? I'm voice actor Dave Fenoy with a shout out to all my geeks, freaks, and urban nerds. Just want to let you know I'm going to be there and I want to meet you at the Urban NerdCon Gaming and Cosplay event. It's happening July 29th through the 31st in Montgomery, Alabama. Hope you want to meet me as much as I want to meet you. So join us by visiting TheUrbanNerdCon.net for ticket and vendor information. This will be the premier blurred event in the universe. TheUrbanNerdCon.net. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. <laughs> wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? You see how... Welcome back to the ONG Strike. We got cool graphics and stuff. Look at that. <laughs> Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi. I'm sorry it caught me off guard. I got a little excited about that. Um, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, wanna, I want to shout out everybody watching us on Facebook and YouTube. Let's get those likes up. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, go and hit that, that thumbs up. If you're watching us on Facebook, get the likes up. Let us know uh, you appreciate the show. And uh, that's how we're able to kind of measure that kind of thing. Again, uh, a great job by everybody. Record numbers for for us. So we really appreciate you uh, coming up in a minute. I'm going to give out the phone number and uh, sort of the rules to live by as it relates to our phone lines, which we're about to open up. But first, I want to tell you guys about the 1978 Circle. And you're like, what is that? Well, this is your opportunity uh, to support FAMU football by joining, I'm going slow here as our producer gets ready to load up the graphics, so I'll go slow because this is about the FAMU football, joining the 1978 Circle. There we go. Uh, the Circle, 1978 Circle, which supports summer school scholarships for, for our football uh, student-athletes, you can scan that QR code there on the page and um, below, and you can make or you can make out checks to RAF, which is Rattler Athletic Fund, with 1978 Circle uh, slash football summer summer school scholarships down on the memo line, and uh, so that uh, that is going on. As I heard from Coach Simmons today. In his luncheon, keep that up there for a little bit, Mel. Let's let's give people an opportunity here. Um, uh, he he said that the the idea is to raise somewhere in the ballpark of close to five hundred thousand dollars to support student athletes, football players. Uh, I I believe football players primarily. Uh, as he was saying, the idea uh, you have you have many students who he's looking to basically help them be able to cover. Uh, any of the costs and expenses of being at school during the summer. Uh, you have a lot of student athletes. Uh, I think he mentioned a, a large majority of the teams from South Florida. Uh, you know, you, you want to keep those young men away from home. Uh, he, he pointed out specifically uh, some parents who have told him, hey, don't let my kid come home. You know, don't let him have a whole summer down here in South Florida. So there's there's uh, all kinds of positives, not only just that they get an opportunity to matriculate a little bit through the academic system a little bit faster towards their graduation goals, but it can also be a benefit and prevent them from potentially inadvertently getting caught in situations back home.
keeps them on campus, keeps them where they can continue to work out and grow as a team and bond together. Uh, so uh, the, the first set of donations uh, started uh, Friday or earlier this week, Monday. And so then they also had the uh, the luncheon today, and I know they picked up a lot of checks, but uh, you can go online and make a donation. I, I'm sure uh, I, I, there's also, if you follow uh, Coach uh, Riz at coach to bless he has a uh, the tweet again with the with the QR code. Uh, we'll show it one more time during the course of the show. And then um, Coach Simmons, I think, had a link on his page. So if you're looking for a way to donate, you can do that. I'll make sure we tweet it out again if I haven't already done so from our ONG uh, Strike Zone page. But uh, any any donation to the scholarship fund is greatly appreciated. All right, so as we get ready to open up the phone lines, we want to hear from you, Rattler Nation. We want to share your thoughts. Again, we're not going to get into a back-and-forth discussion. We want to hear your thoughts and comments. Give you about a minute to get it off your chest, whatever's on your chest, or if you have a question for Kelvin or Kofi, there's that phone number right there. Bam, she even put it up there. Six, our mail, our hey, mail. mail is working. She's working. Mel, can I get this song? Angel, how do we get here, Mel? Can we get the voice? Can we get it? Don't make me have to sing. She don't want to sing for you folks. Sorry. Go go, go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead and hit it for one time. No, I, it's too, too. I can't do it. I'll do it later. 678-383-7623. You know, how did we get here? You know. I go a little bit higher. Go even higher. Go up the octave. I, I'm not even supposed to go there. Uh, six seven eight three three seven six two three. If you want to call in, uh, ask a question, share your thoughts and comments, and we'll go from there. Um, again, search committee is being formed, according to uh, Michael Thomas at the Two Point Club. Looks like we got our first caller. So let's go ahead and hear who we got. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? This is uh, Mr. Ford out of Atlanta. I just had Ford. something real short. I, hey, uh, How you doing, I'm really, I, I really wanted to hear Kofi's thoughts on this. is what I wrote down. I got number one. I said Florida A&M gave us Bob Hayes, Ron Paramore, gave us Ray Robinson. Do you have a championship commitment to women's and men's track program? That's number one. Number two, please put Tennessee's – hold on one second. Let me turn this down. Number two, please put Tennessee State back on the football schedule. Number three, presupposing you win the SWAC East and host the SWAC championship, would you consider playing at Doak Campbell Stadium? And the last one I have is number four, Rattler Nation. Would you consider Lynn Thompson for your AD job? Thank you, and have a good good night. All right. So let me recap here. That was, that was great. Uh, let me. Re- oh, you got it. Okay. Go go through it. Go through it. Now hold off on any calls until the until uh, Kofi gets a chance to finish up here. Go ahead, Kofi. All right, so as far as the track is concerned, um, 
we desire, I mean, it's a part of our alma mater. It's on gridiron, diamond, track, and field. Our sons, the victory never year. So we're supposed to have a strong track team. We're in the state of Florida, for God's sake. It's ridiculous that we're not competing for national titles on a consistent, I'm serious, on for national titles, no, you let alone conference titles. Like, for track is concerned, when track comes around, fam, you should be definitely top two every year, if not number one. Um, but we're not committed currently to the track program. We're not really necessarily all that committed to our Olympic sports. There hasn't been a strong commitment to our Olympic sports in a minute. And that definitely has to change uh, under whatever leadership that we have. Now, I know that people want to, um, you know, COVID changed a lot of different things. And um, what's going to change that is our, our, our giving structure, our commitment, our infrastructure, and a willingness by our AD and the constituents of Florida a &M University to get out there and raise the money that will put us in a position to compete on a national and global stage. So right now, I can't say that we're all that committed to track because the results don't say that. Um, even if you look at the document that we had uh, just over the last week, just with in terms of value that you're gonna make it, never mind. All right, so as far as Tennessee State goes, <laughs> as far as Tennessee State goes, absolutely. I mean, that was part of uh, President Humphrey's dying wish to make sure that FAMU and Tennessee State were playing on a consistent basis. Tennessee State can make this thing really easy by simply joining the freaking SWAT. We understand that that's probably, uh, uh, we're just gonna have to pray and fast on that one. It's, it's, you know, cause I'm like, to me, it's a no brainer. There's no other conference that where they're gonna maximize their brand like the SWAT, but apparently they've got some misgivings and they think it's, you know, they're looking at it like the chitlin circle. I was like, man, chitlins brought us through a lot of stuff. And I don't necessarily even eat chitlins like that. But you're in the South, so chitlins are a part of it. And chit the chitlin circuit is what made Tyler Perry who he is today. So please don't underestimate the power of the quote-unquote chitlin, chitlin circuit. It can make you into a superstar that you really are. And right now, they're not coming close. I mean, 8,000 people a game for a Tennessee State. I never thought I would see the day where they'd be averaging less than 10,000 people at a football game. I'm like, wow, Tennessee State? I'd be shocked. I was like, of any other HBC, you tell me Mississippi Valley, I'd be like, yeah, 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 that's about right for them. But Tennessee State? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. All right. So he asked, if we won the SWAC East, is there any chance that we would play in dope? And the answer is no. Um not right now now here's what i will say okay jackson state is coming to town the tennessee state south let's say tennessee state and south carolina state join the swat and jackson state moves to the west um in fact we host jackson state next year in uh in tallahassee so if that is the case and we're hosting jackson state Dion's first return into Tallahassee is going to be the hottest ticket ever. Like, you're probably going to have, we could, we could very easily get 40,000 for that game, easily. Um, but if, our, if we have the right AD and they plan for the seating properly, we do what's right by the press box, we could work Bragg Stadium out in such a way that we'll be able to accommodate all of those people. 
So at, at this time, as far as us playing in dope, the answer would be no, unless, you know, you know, something crazy happened where Cookman somehow moved and FAMU's playing Cookman for the championship, you know, something like that. But Jackson State would be clearly the biggest draw. We already had Southern, who's gonna tra who travels the best historically in the SWAC. So if we can handle Southern, we can handle Jackson State. But it's gonna be a bigger Jackson State crowd than probably what we've ever seen before. Family hosted Jackson State next year. So, but to answer your question, uh, Mr. Ford, we win the SWAC East. It's more no, we're not going to no. All right, Lynn Thompson as our AD. When I would hire him, I would hire him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I would be if he applied and expressed interest and communicated a vision that we could really buy into. He already has the business acumen. He's got the experience. He's got the know-how. He took Cookman from nowhere and was able to elevate that program into heights that no one that they they couldn't even fathom. You know. There was a time, I mean, they had basically kind of like given up on beating fam you in the series. They're like, oh, they about to go to Division One. This is just over. We just, you know. But they made a commitment. Their president made a commitment. Um, and it wasn't just to the football team. It was to the entire athletic department. And you can see uh, the record since 2000 that their volleyball team, their softball team, their baseball team, their basketball team, their football team, all of their teams are competitive. The only team that I haven't really heard a whole lot about is the track and field, which again is kind of shocking since we're in the state of Florida. But that being said, absolutely, Lynn Thompson would be he'd get my he'd get one of my votes. I, he'd definitely be a finalist. I put it like that. We we talked about Lynn Thompson off uh, off air, and we talked about you know, the stability of Bethune-Cookman compared to that of what we've had to deal with over the past 20 years. Lynn Thompson was there for 30 years at Bethune. 72 or 71 championships is what Bethune has won uh, over his tenure. And I'm reading from this article, they won 54 crowns um, over a 50, over a 15-year span. So there was a period where they won uh, something like 12 baseball championships in a 15-year span, rather. Uh, they, you know, had a period where softball won six, uh, five in a row. I mean, there, there was, there was a, I mean, 71. By comparison, what was the number that we came up with? Because I know Marcus Green did a total. In our comparison, we, I don't even think we've had 20 in, in, in comparison to what we've won in championships over that same time span. Uh, somebody can do the math and maybe tell me if I'm wrong there. Um, also, here's the thing I want to add about the Tennessee State thing. We always think about Atlanta, but why not a home at home? Tennessee State has a Nissan Stadium, a NFL-caliber stadium, right? What do we have right down the road in Jacksonville where we have a large base? an NFL quality stadium. I mean, it's not apples and apples, but it's doggone. We haven't been to Jacksonville in some years. I think it'd be a big plus to play a game versus Tennessee state in Jacksonville, return the trip up to Nashville, two cities that you can easily get to. You can fly easily into, and they're pretty good cities in terms of nightlife. I think it'd be a win-win. 
Uh, Calvin, you want to jump in and add anything before we open up the line for the next caller? Yeah, uh, the Jazz, the the Tennessee State game, um, having um, games in in cities requires some some things logistical. There, there, you know, and they have the financial terms have to be such that it makes sense, right? So, um, I don't know if the numbers will look the same um, in those two cities versus Atlanta. I would tell you, we've played uh, Tennessee State a couple of times. And I went to both games in Nashville in, in, in their NFL stadium. And um, the crowd was very light. It was nothing. So it sounds better than the reality. I, I think um, a neutral site where both teams get paid every year, I, I think <clears throat> Atlanta, we know what that looks like when it's going well. So I, w- I, I would Birmingham? say that's probably. No. You could – you. You could Atlanta. Birmingham, but Atlanta what are, definitely. What you want to understand about yeah, Atlanta? Man. Atlanta. We can't get. I thought we can't get Atlanta. I thought we were barred from getting into an Atlanta. No. What, what do you get? No, that from? that's or a is lie. It just the month of September. It's just the month of September that we can't be in Atlanta. That's not true either. All right, we can talk about that. Later. Yeah, yeah. It, Phone yeah, lines. Yeah, technically it is true. Six seven eight three eight three seven six two three. Uh, that's where we can go. Hey, um, while we're waiting on the calls, there's the line there if anybody wants to call in. Um, There were two – I saw a comment here from our good friend Marcus Green about that search committee about uh, making sure that we get uh, one female representation or one female representative uh, who has an Olympic sport background. Uh, You mean like, uh, I don't know, Pam Oliver? No, no, somebody, somebody else other than that. I don't know, you know. I, somebody who got it, but the key is it's got to be somebody who has the time to actually meet up. That's true. Be, be present uh, for the How about booth. a good friend? Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, you know, you, you want people who not only knowledge about sports, sports administration and so forth, and probably have some relationships, connections, but um, you also want people who who – have the time to thoroughly um, participate in that process. I'm like Kofi. I hate the the, the committee process personally. You know, uh, I, I think you, you pick the wrong you hire, people to be on the darn committee. Well, it don't matter what committee to me. Well, how it don't many, matter how what many committee people, come up how with. How many people you need yeah, on the committee? The committee I, I know the committee has chosen people before, and then you know somebody else get hired. So you know, I, I'm not <laughs> much for. Yeah, please I'm not I'm serious. Don't tell me. Really? That has happened? So yes, it has. That's so, how we got know. Alex Wood. That's how we got Alex uh, Wood. Alex Wood was not Lord. the recommendation of the committee. Do we have another caller on the line? I'm not no sure we do. To uh, Alex Wood. Sound like we might have had another caller. Caller, we have another caller on the line. No. Okay. Six seven eight three eight three. 7623, you guys out there, get the likes up on the uh, YouTube. Don't be scared. You guys can call on in. Let us know your thoughts. We love the chatter going on, but I know you got something you want to get off your chest. Uh, short list. Short list, uh, Kofi. Um, you want to give out your short list now or after the break? For AD or president? Uh, Let me wow, go AD see. first. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, let's, right. go, let's go AD first. I, I will say this. I did find it interesting while we're talking about a new alumni, national alumni president, 
Um, I'm curious as to how that will play out. Um, let's talk about that in a second. Let's go to our caller that we have on the line. Did they hang up? All right, they hung up. Let's take a break. Come back. Open the phone lines will still be open. Um, after the break, we'll get into some more conversation. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back right after these words. You see, Head & Shoulders has a scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield. Never not working. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best black college baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for black baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yes. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, and more. That's seven times the entertainment. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Q Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q Time Way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q Time, an Urban Passport member. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Cover's voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Cover's voice, Cover's voice, Cover's voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Hello? Girl, somebody hit my car today. What? You okay? No, girl, I'm hurt. You better call my lawyer, Terrence Madden of T. Madden & Associates. He got me super paid after my accident. I saw him last Sunday giving away scholarships. 833-PAID-123. I'm attorney Terrence Madden. I love getting huge checks for injured clients. Dial 833-PAID-123. 833-PAID-123. Office is Atlanta Jonesboro and Augusta. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. 
Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471, thamptonlaw.com. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you ready? It's time, the inaugural. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi uh, continue to ask the question, how did we get here? No, 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 still no, still no song from our angel, uh, but that's okay. I'm not. We get here? There we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Nobody well wants said. to be here. No. There you go. There we go. Beautifully, beautifully <laughs> said. Uh so uh, coming out of the last break, uh, again, our phone line number 678-383-7623. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, do you still have confidence in Dr. Larry Robinson? It's a question that you have to ask. We know not everybody about this me, panel me, me, does. Me, 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 <laughs> No, you can't answer me. You, you've already me, gave me, your me, answer. Me, 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 me. We know where you stand. <laughs> You've already me, me, given me, me, your me, me. opinion. Um, and so it, it comes down to, you know, what's going to change? You saw the list up there. We've had – we are now on our 17th athletic director since Ken Riley 
And notably, Dr. Humphreys stepped down in, or resigned in 2002. I don't even remember what it was a step down, a resignation, or I don't even recall anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, but since, since 2002, right, we, it's been a revolving door of athletic directors. We've had eight presidents in that same time, twice as many athletic directors. Uh, I, I just, yes, we want, it, we, we want to move forward. We want to unite together. Uh, but when does it change? When does it change? The definition of insanity, again, as Kofi and I defined earlier, is what, Kofi? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So, yeah, just, just talking about all of these different these different factors. Okay, I believe we stopped with uh the ad's right we we listed all the ad's we've established just a ton of them we talked about the whole game of thrones but again let's talk about all the people that are vying for the throne you know corbin back in the day um you know really wanted to be the president of florida and university and sabotage practically sabotage our athletic department by trying to get rid of Billy Joe, going to Division One, all of these different things that just sent us into a whirlwind. So let me just say, is never mind. All right. So the different groups that are vying for the phone, throne. So you have your your old school rattlers that have their own traditional way of doing things. They can't see no other way. Jake was here back in the day, and you know. Back when Jake was here, you know, we had this and we had that. And they just believe in doing things a certain way. But please don't underestimate the old school Rattlers because they've got money and they've got a ton of time and they are not afraid to make their voices heard and their opinions heard. And they find themselves in the president's ear all the time. In fact, one of them is currently getting paid $80,000 a year you know, as we speak. So old school Rattlers are vying for the throne. Now, let me say this. Alphaletics is a real deal. No disrespect to Alpha Phi Alpha. But, you know, they've had a ton of, I want to say, clout because they've been in positions of power at FAMU for some time. You know, the great President Humphreys was an alpha. My father was an alpha. Um... You know, Dr. William P. Foster, Alpha. <laughs> so they've had a hand in, I want to say, the greatness of Florida a University. Greg Clark, Alpha. Courtney Gaucher, Alpha. And many others who I do not have time to name. Uh, Ramon Alexander, Alpha. You know, again, it's a great organization. But if you look at what's been happening lately uh, in front of us and behind the scenes, they've had a great deal. Oh, wait, the... the Man, I, I I thought he was going somewhere. I thought it was it was about to get real good. I was gonna see who's that, next on that list. That's why they, that's why he got snatched. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, be, you gotta be careful they, about the groups. They, they 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 did a silence them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful about calling them groups out, boy. Hey, Gator, you the, the Gator guys. The sniper guy. It didn't get you. It didn't get you. 
That's because you were getting too close to wherever, whatever group you were about hey, to say next. You got a little too close to comfort. Let me go in for a minute. He's Shabbat. Yeah, let yes. me call the speaker some tongues or something right there. I said what I said, dirty. It is the truth. But no disrespect to Alpha Phi Alpha. They've done it. Okay, so you have your other Divine Nine groups that, of course, are very influential into, I want to say, the status of Florida a University. Then you have your governmental figures who can step in at any time to say anything because, hey, they're in a position of power. So, you know, this is not, uh, you know, it's a reality because they're doing so many great things for the university. But, you know, I remember when uh, Dr. La Al Lawson had picked the basketball dude. I mean, they, he was adamant about Clement Johnson being our basketball coach. And then when things went south, everybody was like, Huh? <laughs> yes. Pause on that for a second. We got another caller on the line. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? All right. So I'm not sure why we don't hear a caller. Maybe, Maybe need to take it off mute. That. Come off mute. Three, two, one. So go ahead and finish your point, Kofi. So far, you've got three groups down so far. Who's your fourth group? Or is uh, there a fourth group. group? I mean, there's this fourth group. There's so many groups at FAMU. I mean, well, <laughs> that's part of it. It's like, well, it's literally like Fam Conda. It's Wakanda for real. You've got a number of different groups. You've got your local people that are indeed a group, you know, that grew up around FAMU, love FAMU, uh, been there since childhood. So, you Karen know, Griffin we said all the cabal. see each other, we know each other, something happened to one of us, somebody gonna say something now. Just know that, that ain't, you're not finna mess with one of us and then ain't nobody gonna say nothing, you know, without saying, especially if it's not just and it's not right, which of course is another reason why we don't have our AD. But, um, <laughs> let me just say, I mean, it's it's layers and layers and layers. There's so many tribes in Rattler Nation, so many states in right. Rattler Nation that if you don't know how to navigate it, you end up in trouble. Go ahead. Let's spin it forward as we talk about what candidates are out there that we'd like to see. Because we're going to find a way to get you on this search committee. I know they don't want you on the search committee because you have your own opinion and thoughts. But we're going to find a way to get you. We're going to start the campaign right here. So anybody uh, watching and listening, if you, if you love Kofi well, Hemingway, whether you watch him on Offscript, The Afterglow, or here, you need to go ahead and send a note to Michael Thomas. Send a note to Dr. Robinson. Kofi Hemingway needs Michael to be Smith. on this search Michael committee. I was going to say, who's Michael Thomas? Yeah, I'm sorry, Michael, Michael Smith. Smith. Uh, who, I, I, I didn't name the new athletic director. I'm sorry, Michael Smith. I, Look, Jesus. So, um, let me go over this list real quick since you keep asking about it. So, um, Kevin Terry once worked in our athletic department. Um, he's he's uh, he would be great uh, as an AD. He worked in and covered financial. What was his title, Kevin? Kelvin financial. Um, he, he was he was the lead financial person over for right. uh, Florida State for a while, and then he helped put together that uh, um, feasibility study about going to the SWAC and, and future family athletics. He's worked at right. University of San Antonio, Texas, and some other places too. He's at West Georgia, he, if I'm not mistaken. Now, yes, 
Get the phone. Get the phone. Get the phone. <laughs> hey, uh, you got another caller on the line. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Marcus. I'm from calling from Georgia. Uh, hey, Marcus. Uh, Marcus, how are you doing? I just have something to say. Um, I've, I've been, I mean, I know all you all, and I just want to say this, that um, I've been in training. I'm, I'm an internal auditor by trade, and, and, and I know what FAMU is doing to, um, to mitigate risk. I, I mean, FAMU is, is actually leading in the background for organizations of mitigating risk for governmental organizations. I was in training down in Florida. And there were presentations made by the internal auditor from the state, I mean, from, from, from FAMU in regards to mitigating risk, in regards to um, creating a, a culture of compliance. I know we are talking about what's happened over the past 20 years, but you are, I mean, we, we are trying to, if we're talking about making change, then we have to embrace the change that, that's trying to, that we're trying to put in at FAMU. And I, I guess I'm looking at it from an auditor standpoint. And I'm just saying, and, and we can't just allow stuff to go on. And allow stuff that that does that's not in compliance, is not following policies and procedures, and say, oh, give them a pass because they have these big ideas. And to me, if you want to, if you want to have stability, if you want to have people that are in positions that 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 where where people that we're now always having this this turnover, then you have to be in compliance. You have to follow the policies and procedures. And that's what's the and issues that we have been having throughout the years. And that's why we had this high turmoil of turnover. And see, and, and like you, like, oh, he had these great ideas. Oh, he's doing these great things. But you can do that thing. You can have those great ideas, but you have to have a team around you that's going to be in compliance and that's going to follow the policies and procedures that are in place. And so that's where, that's the, that's the position that I look at it from as an internal auditor. Because I know what FAMU is doing in the background from the internal audit standpoint, because I've, I've, been in, I've been in training recently. I came out to Florida where the actual internal auditor for the state, I mean, for, for FAMU and the staff was leading the training, talking about, you know, enterprise risk management, trying to mitigate risk, trying to, mitigate, trying to save the university, trying to keep FAMU in a place of prominence forever. And, and that's bigger than one person. And I, and I think the president, I think that, that you have a stable president. I know you're talking about you want a big-minded president that's going, that, that's, going to, that's going to focus on athletics. Yeah, that's great. But I'm saying to me, you have to do the things the right way because you know with us as black folks, they're going to make sure, they, they're going, you're going to make sure that we die in every eye and cross in every teeth. And so what I'm saying, if you want to save fam, you, I understand you want to save Robinson is not a big idea president, but understand if, you want, if you're going to have the big idea of AD, you've got to have people around you that's going to um that's going to dot every i across every t i mean i'm just telling you that from an internal auditor standpoint and i just know how people are always looking at something they're always gunning for us and anything they can do to shoot us down and so that's that's just my position marcus marcus real quick i'm curious yeah, yeah. does mm-hmm. the i don't know as much as you can compare does the laws in the state of florida make it more challenging than other states like we obviously every hbcu is managed differently because of the state laws and every state has various laws but is florida more complicated how would you compare florida maybe to georgia or other states alabama mississippi texas if you can in terms of why does it why do I, being false, right i can't i can't do that because i'm not privy to the information in regards to the other states but what i can say is this whatever those laws are you got to follow. Whatever those laws are, no matter how big your ideas are, 
I don't, you cannot circumvent them. I mean, whatever, I mean, because I'm just saying, because they, they're gunning for us. We, 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 I mean, uh, now you're talking, you know, you're asking, what makes FAMU any different from FAU and FIU? Man, we know what it is. I mean, I mean, a lot of their base, I mean, I'm, I, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm just, not to be subjective, but I'm just saying a lot of their base is Republican base. I'm saying with us, I mean, most of our people, we usually vote democratically. So you know that, that with us being a more liberal um, alumni base, and a more liberal, um, and a more liberal um, um, student body. This is a more liberal university in, in general. That we're gonna have to work a little harder, and we have to have all that stuff in order. And I'm just telling you, I know because I work for government too. I work at a, I work for local government, but it's the same thing. You have to play the politics. You have to follow the policies and procedures because anything they're gonna, anything you don't, anything you don't do, they're gonna get you. And then, then at that point, you're gonna you're gonna wish you had a Larry Robinson. You're gonna wish you had somebody that's like. Oh, you know, I'm gonna do it by the books. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna you're gonna wish you had that person. Because then because then they're gonna be coming for you. And so I get it, I get it that you want I get it that like it's a different environment from when Humphreys was the president. You know what I'm saying? I mean I because mean, during that time we had a democrat I mean, I mean we had a democratic governor. We had a democratic um Senate and, 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 and state house in Florida. But now it's different. And so I'm just saying we got to do the things the, I mean that that I mean by the policies and procedures for the state of Florida, but in regards to uh, the different states, I don't know. But I'm just saying, I just know from an auditor standpoint that whatever the policies and procedures are, we need to follow them. And, and if we don't, if we don't like them, then we need to try to vote people in place and put people in place to change them. I mean, and that's just my position. Okay, Marcus, love you, brother. Thank you, man, for calling in, dropping that knowledge. Appreciate you, okay. man. Um, great points. I mean, so that, that's gotta be, so as we go back to your candidates, look, we got to find somebody who values doing things by the books, who's a, a detail oriented by the books, you know, some, that somebody be, of that nature. Right. And Kevin Terry is that guy just for the record. Um, you know, he's a financial guy, which means that he is very detail-oriented. And he has a love and a passion for things fam you and knows what we need from that standpoint. Uh, anybody that does a feasibility study has to be extremely detail-oriented. And, uh, you know, being able to communicate on that level, I think he's, he's a very sober guy. Uh, Derek McGee is another guy um, that has spent a lot of time um, in Just athletic programs around the country. Can you hear me? Yeah, I just yeah. saw his name mentioned in the chat room. I guess there were some previous issues with uh, McGee. Well, you know, people at FAMU have issues with, you know, when people come in and they appear to be kind of abrasive. Humility is big on the highest of seven hills. So when you come in, we like a show, but we like for people to communicate properly. We like for people to treat people uh, with, with, you know, fairly. And not to come in all arrogant and stuff that just turns people the wrong way. It just it causes people to go into fight mode unnecessarily, which might not necessarily be uh, right. But I do believe that, you know, your management style really does matter. So it's important. That's been some years since that has uh, his last interview. But um, I believe that people change, people grow, people develop. And at this point, I'm willing to listen to what he has to say. Um, Herb Reinhardt. Um, hands down, has uh, as a Rattler, has a ton of experience, has led Valdosta State 
to multiple national titles, uh, has run uh, Valdosta State um, at a high level for years. He would be great uh, for FAMU, but he also understands the dynamics of the groups at FAMU, and it's important to see um, whether or not he would be willing um, to come in the latter part of his years to, to deal with all that. Darlene Moore is another person that um, has won several championships. She's certified. She understands. She has a love for FAMU, um, has, uh, has worked in FAMU, understands what we need. Um, she will, she's a hard worker. She'll get out there. She will fight and win whatever the battle be. Um, and she's strong enough to be able to take us where I believe that we can go. And she will listen. Um, but she does have a mind of her own in terms of what we need and, and how we're going to get there. And uh, she's a compliance person, which means that she's extreme, extremely detail-oriented, but she's going to make sure that our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed. Um, Ashley Robinson at Jackson State, you know, hey, let's go. On. I mean, this that wouldn't be the first time that we took somebody from Jackson State. Walter Reed was an athletic director that we had from Jackson State. Uh, and came in and served under the Humphreys administration. So for all of the Jackson State alumni that are on this particular broadcast, we want to let you know, yes, we do have our eye on your AD. <laughs> we are not afraid to go on ahead and pull Mr. Ashley Robinson and say, stop riding in the potholes and drinking that nasty water out there, Jackson. Come get some nice spring water over here in Florida where we'll be able to take care of you and give you some nice barbecue and take care of you and don't have to worry about getting your car in line every two months because of the darn potholes <laughs> in that raggedy city called Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> All right. But, uh, you know, I, I have to say this because I know it's going to cause some controversy, but I don't care. Okay. So Marvin Green is, is also somebody that's well spoken of that has worked in athletics. He is certified. And while, um, and he loves FAMU. And let me just say that I have no doubt anybody that can take a women's flag football program from scratch and win multiple national titles, okay? When I'm talking about multiple, when you get when you get somebody that can communicate to women and coach women consistently for years and win with women, that's a master communication. That's a master communicator because Communicating coaching women and coaching men are just two different things. It just is. And that's no disrespect. It just is. But his willingness to do that speaks volumes. He took the golf program from scratch, took that, raised his own money, um, did great things with that. Plus, he understands the value of relationship and he under, he knows the lay of the land in uh, Rattler Nation. And I have no doubt in my mind that he would go ahead and, and give his very best effort to make sure that we are where we need to be. So I would put his name in there as somebody to consider, uh, you know, for all of this. But uh, that's my short list. Now, anybody else, you know, like I said, you know, Ashley Robinson, you know, obviously your people are listening. We might have to make you an offer that you can't refuse. So we can go on ahead and weaken that that little athletic department over there in Jackson, Mississippi, and see if we can get that basketball. No, I'm sorry. Um, the women's basketball person. If we yeah. don't get stuff turned around here on the highs of seven hills. But um, I'm just saying, there we go. All right. Kelvin, do you have any names on your short list or wish list? No, I, I think um, I'm familiar with almost all of Kobe's list. 
we've kind of dis- discussed those. Um, so, Lynn Thompson too. So you know, um, that's a yeah, that's a good, that's a good list. That's a good list. Yeah, because because I, I think as important, not only do you need people who are competent, who are committed to completely and compliant, um, almost equally important is people who can build relationships because of the resource situation, 8.5, still 8.5. So yeah. with that, that commitment, I, you know, I don't care who it is, man, you two, three years, you'd be complaining about them. I want people to understand we've got to, we've got to have a vision of what we want to be, not what we are. And that requires a mentality of investment. So, you know, and we get right now, we just got too many factions who think about what we, what we are and what we can't be. And what we, you know, and we won't be until we, we change that mindset, say we're going to commit 13, $15 million. We're going to have all the support personnel we need in compliance in athletic advisement, tutor, uh, uh, nutrition, um, you know, in terms of, uh, athletic trainers, those are the kind of things that make a difference so that the coaches can focus in solely on coaching. And, um, and we can give the student athlete a full invested experience. Some of the things we're talking about, the ADs are doing uh, the best they can. And, and, and with the resources and what the universe is, is asking them to do. At the end of the day, the NCAA seasons happen. You got to have S amount of games. You got S amount of sports. You got to travel. You got to have the scholarships, minimums, and so forth. So what I'm saying is facilities got to be maintained. You got to have operations. So so I think the big thing is getting getting our budgets right and, and accounting for what it costs to operate every year, what the true cost is. Not no number that some board of trustees member come up with out of their ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the no, real number, the real number it costs to, to operate a Division One athletic program. And it's not 8.5 million. Correct. Yeah. It's not 8.5 million. Let me just say, just piggyback off of what Kelvin was saying, not just operate, but operate successfully and win championships. That's what we're supposed to be doing at Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. We want to win, you know, but 8.5 is not going to get that number. It's not going to get it done, you know. So being someone that has the wherewithal to present how we can get beyond that 8.5 million number, 8.5 number, and get it up to uh, basically double that because that's what it's going to need that's what we're going to need if we're looking at being successful long term with our athletic department. You know, the person that is able to communicate that, develop that and show that is going to be the person that's going to get the job. You know, the person that is able to present that, develop that, show that. And I want I want to just piggyback off just one more thing he said. Facilities are a big deal. You know, people, you know, my man Mr. Ford called in about the SWAC championship game 
you know, and possibly moving it because, again, Bragg Stadium only holds, uh, supposed to hold, 25,000. Obviously, we got 27,000 in there. We got 30,000 plus in there for homecoming. Um, you know, but we've got more fans than that. We've been drawing over 30,000 since the 70s. You know, so we need a stadium, uh, a state-of-the-art stadium at some point that's going to, A, uh, attract high-level recruits. Um, we'll be able to, uh, it can earn money year-round with high school championships, concerts, um, I want to say soccer events, all kinds of events on a year-round basis. We need an indoor practice facility for the football team that, again, can probably earn money on its own with banquets and concerts and just all kinds of other things. We need those things on our campus, you know, especially as a part. Because, again, as we looked at uh, even our football facility and look at uh, even what Jackson State has, what the University of Alabama has with their football meeting rooms, where the kids have stadium and theater seating and stuff like that, it's a big deal, you know, for us to be able to take it to the next level. We're not there yet, but we need somebody that can lead us to the promised land across this Jordan. All right. Uh, let's see if we get our last caller here. Last caller of the day. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? All right. So uh our, our producer's telling me i think we were we were supposed to i don't know we were gonna cut the lines and then we didn't cut the lines and then we had uh so let's let's make sure if we're not gonna take any more phone calls let's make sure we we've got those lines cut off um as we get ready to wrap up the show here i want to bring everyone's attention to a couple of stories and i hate to kind of bring these up at the end obviously uh first and foremost there are a pair of there are a pair of great stories that the FAMU and online posted props to those journalists, student journalists. They brought up there are two stories that I that I feel like everyone should go go read, go listen to, and I, I'll try to make sure we retweet those or post those. But one article which came out uh, Monday: Does FAMU care about its female athletes? Um, and it was a real yeah heavy question, right? I'm just going to read a couple of quotes here that come out of the article that I found interesting. Um, obviously, for, uh, let's see, uh, FAMU is a school that prides itself on community and emphasizes a close-knit, quote-unquote, famu feel. But freshman tennis player Sierra Sandy sees uh, says she experiences something very different as a female athlete. Quote, we definitely get support over social media, but when we have games and events, that uh, that same support isn't there. Sandy said, uh, "Men's team, uh, men's team on our campus are heavily supported, from baseball to football and everything in between." Um, of course, she continues to talk about, uh, of course, you know the band and the basketball teams. According to Omari Rashid, a first-year psych student at FAM, the women's basketball team not receiving the same packed pit as the men's team. Quote, the team gets little support from fellow Rattlers, Rashid said. I believe it's due to the stereotype of being less athletic. Our women's teams are just as talented and deserve the same amount of support. Now, 
that's coming from our women. That's that's an article that's written by Sydney Bellamy. Came out on Monday. Then this article came out also on Monday. I saw this from a Jada Henderson about our cheer team. It says FAMU's cheer team separate and not equal. This one goes to point out the fact that um, the cheerleaders who have to not only come and be a part of the football and basketball events are, uh, they do not receive any scholarship support. Uh, They're expected to pay dues $1,500 at the start of each school year, while basketball cheerleader dues are $850, according to current cheerleaders. We understand cheerleading is a sport in the NCAA eyes, even in the high school athletic eyes. And uh, I thought it was interesting at that 200, at that 220 club luncheon, uh, somebody had caught wind or somebody had been reading these stories that had come out uh, because they made it a point of pointing out the cheerleaders. And I, I, I don't know if anything came out of that, but uh, Kelvin, you, and for, you've been in the, in the offices from an administrative level. Are we past the point of not supplying support or have we ever supplied support to the cheerleading program in the terms of even partial supplements to help with these dues and and the time and all the effort that these ladies, that these young women put into being good at what they do. They do put in a lot of time, not just uh, practice time, but they, they're, they're at more than athletic events. They're at almost all university events. So it requires a big commitment to be a part of the, the squad. And um, they did compete in a uh, and, and finished in third place this, this summer. To answer your question about funding, it varies from year to year. Sometimes they get SGA funds. Uh, sometimes they've gotten athletic stipends. Um, the NCAA has not always um, recognized uh, cheerleading as a competitive sport. So, you know, a lot of cheer squads didn't don't necessarily have scholarships, but they always had some kind of funding. You know, they travel, they do travel sometimes uh, with uh, the team to certain games and, and um, you know, conference championships and so forth. But, uh, you know, it, no, there's not been a commitment. And, and I have to say this, you know, Title IX requires that you have to do certain things with the women's sports. Um, cheerleader has in the past not counted toward Title IX because, again, it's not a scholarship competitive NCAA sanctioned sport. Uh, but just in general, so money has been given to, uh, been used from basically football and, and, and whatever we bring in to basically like every other athletic department, try to get, um, you know, the Olympic sports and the female Olympic sports particularly uh, up to a certain standard, but 8.5 is 8.5. We got to do something about that 8.5 and it take care of everything else. Uh, according to the NCAA.org quote, a sport shall be defined as an institutional activity sponsored at the varsity or club level involving physical exertion for the purpose of competition against teams or individuals within an intercollegiate competition structure. With volleyball or with with cheerleading competing in those competitions, I would qualify it as a sport, wouldn't you? If I'm reading it correctly. 
I'm yeah. not saying that it's not a sport, but what I'm saying is from an NCAA, I hear you the little label you you reading there, but up until the last year or two, there was not a NCAA tournament for cheerleading. It was not a required sport to be a member of the NCAA uh, Division One. It didn't count. Gotcha. Uh, so again, I encourage you guys go read those FAMU, uh, fam, the FAMUNonline.com. Uh, great articles. I'll make sure to retweet those. Uh, maybe that's a question for another show that we'll have to bring forward to everybody's attention. Um, also, coming up starting tomorrow, the NFL draft comes up. Uh, it seems to be on most of the mock drafts that I have seen. The NFL draft coming up this weekend. Thursday is the first round. Uh, rounds two and three are Friday. Rounds four through seven are Saturday. Many mock drafts have Marquise Bell being drafted somewhere between. I've seen fourth. I've seen fifth. I've even seen seventh. Uh, so it really just depends. My big question is, I set the line earlier this week at four and a half HBCU players being drafted. Uh, do you guys go over or below the number four and a half guys being drafted? I'm going over. I'm going five. What about you, Kof? I'm going to do the same. Uh, hopefully times have changed. And uh, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say six. Let's do that. I I I hope, man. I I can't. I tell you, the more and more <laughs> I watch these mock drafts, these mock drafts just make you make you question what what. But then again, these guys doing these mock drafts only see big name schools, so they don't see the small time guys, the small school guys. So I, I'm going to be optimistic and go over as well. I just think uh, there might be a might be a rush in the seventh round where you see that being the round where we get at, at that point it becomes, is it smarter to be an undrafted free agent versus actually get picked up by a team that might be just doing it because, you know, so uh, we know we've got high quality caliber guys. uh, So it'll be interesting to see where, and hopefully, hopefully the push by Deion Sanders, hopefully the push by the HBCU Legacy Bowl and the Senior Bowl and all these other things, these pro days, hopefully it pays off uh, for the guys who are looking to have their shot at the next level. Um, it will. As we, yeah, I, I hope so too. As we close, guys, I thought I would close this show with a, a, a bit of Coach Simmons' speech from the uh, 220 Club today. Um, it's a bit it's a bit long, I'm not gonna lie. It's about about a four minute segment, but I thought it hits the message home clearly on where we need to be. So again, I'll in I'll I'll we'll put this out there. We'll try to put a link out there. Again, this was recorded earlier this afternoon. Uh credit to gotta give make sure I give proper credit uh to uh Mega Ace. Uh, I believe that's Vaughn Wilson's Vaughn. Uh, yeah. Vaughn Wilson's company. They filmed it for the 220 Club this afternoon. It uh, it it was uh, whatever. It was on it was on YouTube. You had to you had to come across it the right way in order to catch it. But uh, so um, we're gonna wrap up the show with that segment from Coach Simmons and the outro. 
Again, want to encourage you guys to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Thank you to for everybody uh, watching and, and being a part of our show on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, make sure that you hit that thumbs up and the like button and hit the bell. Donate. You can donate to our show now. Uh, we'll send out the links from our own personal Twitter. There it is. That QR code down there at the bottom is how you can donate to the ONG. You can also find the uh, link again on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter feed. We appreciate every cup of coffee that you choose to send our way to help keeping this thing going. Um, so uh, we will close it for Kelvin and Kofi. I'm Brian. Watch this clip from Coach Simmons and then the show outro and uh, Rattler Nation. Take these words from Coach Simmons and, and let it just uh, let it just marinate on your heart. I, I thought he hit home. Might have been his best speech I've heard in a long time. So uh, we'll go ahead and play that. Good night, Rattler Nation. Peace out. I'm sure he did. I just wasn't blessed with that opportunity to watch him play. We'll tell some stories about it later when I finish. But the, fan, the stands were always packed. So every season, there's an expectation here for us to be at the top of FCS football in attendance. That's the expectation. If we're not top five every year, there's a problem. And we know th there's some stadiums that may be bigger than ours that can hold more people. But as far as capacity, we should be at or near the top of any school in America in capacity. If our stadium sees 25-5, there better be 24999. That's the expectation. Okay? And so that is the brand that we speak of. That's the brand. The standard is excellence. Excellence with caring. It's in our school motto. That word excellence is in everything that we do. But you don't reach excellence without having to overcome some adversity. That's what, that's what happens. We're going to win a bunch of football games, but they won't be easy. There will be times when we will be down. And when I look behind me, what I see determines what happens. If I see the defense telling the offense as they come off the field after going three and out, don't worry, we got you, we're going to be fine. If I see the offense tell the defense after we just gave up a touchdown when it was third and 16, we got you, we're going to be okay. When I see that special teams unit or the offensive defense tell that special teams unit after we just got a missed the field goal, that we're going to be okay, we got you, then I feel good about our chances to win. But if I turn around and I see one of our defensive players whisper under his breath, man, we can't ever score a touchdown. We're in trouble. Because at that moment, we're not a family. At that moment, we're starting to pull apart. And as I stood on that sideline last season in Huntsville, Alabama, and we were down 17 points in the third quarter, I didn't worry. I didn't worry. Not one time did I get concerned. After Xavier Smith caught a pass and failed and the ball popped up in the air and the guy intercepted it, I didn't worry. Troy, my DFO, walked up to me and put his hand on my back. And Troy and I go way back, 20-plus years. And he put his hand on my back. We were down 17. And all he said was, act like you've been here before. Act like you've been here before. We've been down before. 
and we've come back before. Fam, you, we've been here before. This isn't new to us. Change isn't new to us. So why are we acting like we haven't been here before? When we score a touchdown, which we're going to score a medium, I tell the guys all the time, you know why you don't see our guys throwing the ball in the stands and, 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 and celebrating and going crazy, getting penalties? Because I tell them the very first practice, you score a touchdown, you break a 99-yard touchdown, act like you've been there before. You don't have to go and celebrate crazy because you've done this. You, you're used to this. We win a big game. You're not going to – some of you guys probably remember in the college football playoff last year. University of Georgia won the first round, the semifinal game. And their head coach turned around and looked at those guys with that big Gatorade cooler about the Dowson, and he said, you better not. You better not. This isn't a celebration. We expect to win this game. We came here expecting to win. So why are you going to dump Gatorade on me? Well, there's still more work to do. We're not celebrating right now. We've been here before. We expect this. So, family, Rattler Nation, we've been here before. We expect this. And guess what we've done every single time? We've overcome it. When the state came in and tried to take our schools away from us, guess what we did? We came together and we overcame it. We fought back. When we lost coaches before, guess what we did? We overcame. When we had AD transitions before, guess what we've done? We've overcome. When we had presidential change before, we've overcome it. When I took this job, believe it or not, FAMU's football team had gone through seven straight losing seasons. Where are we now? We've overcome. Why? Because I walked in that locker room and I told those young men, we're not going to worry about what we've done. We're not going to worry about what's happened. I told a guy yesterday, I never watched one ounce of film for the 2017 season. When I took this job, I didn't watch any film of the team before me because I didn't want to form any type of preconceived notions about the guys that I was going to coach. I told every last one of them, you all got a clean slate. I would judge you about what you do now. What you do today will determine how I think about you tomorrow. That's why I posted what I posted last week. Are we frustrated? Of course we're frustrated. We're frustrated because we're going through change, because momentum has halted. That's why we're frustrated, because momentum has halted. And we had a lot of momentum. But as much as I love Courtney, he knows I do. One monkey don't stop the show. If I leave tomorrow, which I ain't, but if I leave tomorrow, <laughs> it's going to keep going. If Reverend Holmes steps down tomorrow from Bethel, <laughs> Bethel Baptist will continue to go because he set the foundation. That's the goal, is that a foundation is laid that whoever's in charge can take it and run with it. This place is special for a lot of reasons. And we say we're number one, and we are number one. But I remind people all the time, it's not because we have the best academic programs, which we do. It's not because we have the best band in the land, which we do. 
It's not because we have the best athletic program in the land, which we do. It's because we got all three of them together. That's what makes FAMU special. And we have to make sure that it stays that way. And how do we do that?